0: Hello, friends. Do you ever feel worn out from waiting to be rescued? That's the point that's facing our writer today in Psalm 119. The poet is feeling worn out from waiting to be rescued. If that resonates for you or if that will resonate for you at some point in your life, then stick with us because we're going back to Psalm 119 for the next passage. Good morning. Welcome to Daily Prayers. I'm Pastor Randall Friesen. That's where we find ourselves today on March 8th, on Tuesday morning, waiting for the Lord to bring rescue. Some of you are living there for sure. I know that. It's been a week around here of stories and news of people passing, of death. And I was just talking with somebody here in the church and just feels like a lot of their stories and a lot of their life has been surrounded by sudden death, uh, cancer and COVID, uh, and other things that have been going on. Death seems to be ruling the day a bit more than probably it should, or we like it to. And that certainly happens in times of life. In fact, I did a funeral here just a couple days ago, and it had snowed the, the night before, like serious snow, I don't know, five, six inches of just piles of snow if you look outside here right now, it's like winter has come again and there's new fresh piles of snow. We had just about everything gone. The grass was starting to poke through big patches of grass and now winter's back, uh, seriously back for a little while yet. It's not over. But I'll tell you this. One of, the, one of the closest connections I always feel with the land here, and I've always felt a deep connection with the land With the prairies. I was born and raised on the prairies and lived most of my life on the prairies. It's a wide open space and I feel such a connection to the prairies. But one of the most intimate times that I feel so connected with the prairies, with the land, is when I stand out there in the graveyard with a family that's saying goodbye to their loved one. And so it was a couple days ago, I was doing a funeral and I. I met after the funeral. We went out to the graveside, and we do a little service out there, just a short thing, some prayers and some scripture and some memories. And uh, and that, it's at that place where you get to see the real identity of the family, who they are, what they're about. And it's quite a, this one was quite a delight to spend time out there with them. But it was cold that morning, and the wind was blowing out of the north, Uh, Not a big hurricane wind, but a breeze that was very cold. And the the snow was falling on top of this whole new ground that was covered. It's there with this open grave before us and the casket and all that, that I'm often in the quiet. It's so quiet out there as I'm waiting for the family to come down or as we walk down and then uh, we dismiss them when they're ready to go. And I usually linger out there. I'm waiting for the undertakers to come and to, to fill in the hole, whatever. It's that those moments of quiet. The snow is falling, and it's falling on my jacket, and I notice that, on my glasses. I feel such a connection to the ground, to the land, I mean, to the land. And this is a bit of the history lesson, right? I mean, that for me, that connection comes from my, my lineage, my Mennonite ancestors who came here who the government sold them land to homestead on and they they would do that and i feel a connection and you might not un- understand this yet i hope you do and here's a little bit of a history lesson when you go to meetings or businesses or places where they have signs that honor or respect uh, that this was once the home of these uh, first nations or that this is the home of treaty 4 5 or 6 or 1 um They do that. People do that to try to honor and to remember the connection to the land. And for some of them, they would feel less connected. And for more of us, we do feel much more connected, like those people of the treaties. We live here in the land of Treaty 6, and that stretches from... um, east of saskatoon all, all the way to hudson bay all the way uh, west here through the middle of saskatchewan province and the middle of alberta province even to the mountains so edmonton's included and i think red deer's just tucked into it as well treaty 6 this is the land where the where the where the plains indians the cree would would roam and lived many many years before we ever showed up and treaties were always these things between nations or groups or neighborhoods or cities or or countries. Treaties were established so that we could find ways to live together in the same place, in the same land. And that's what these treaties were for. The people who were here had a strong connection to the land. They were very uh, well-connected and felt it. And it's at those moments, standing out in places like that, that I feel connected to my ancestors, my Mennonite heritage, and these First Nations people who so felt connected to the land, so much so that they were looking for treaties and relationships to maintain that connection. And I think it was August of 1876 in Fort Carleton, Saskatchewan, where I've camped and been many times um, where that was signed, uh, that Treaty Treaty 6. And it's just an interesting observation. Don't feel offended by some of that treaty language, but Engage with it and explore it. They felt connection to the land. And if you do, you can too. You feel connected to the land as well, even as they did. So it's moments like that that I stand out there and I feel so connected to the prairies. These are This is my home. These are my people. This is my place, my upbringing. And there's a deep connection and a resonance with the land and being there. And it's when I stand at these graveyards with these families that I feel so connected With the people, with the land, with the history, with the future, it's there and it's solid. And it it kind of grounds you, kind of grounds me uh, in that place. Sorry, that's a bit of a history lesson. I didn't want to go all the way there for today, but I wanted to share my my passion for this place, the, the connection with the land, and the land has been here for since God created it. And I thank God for that and that he's called us to be a part of this place for this season. But sometimes in the seasons of life, we go through times where we are like, it's just a rough time, and we don't notice or feel connected with God in ways that we hunger for and we long for. And so I'm going to read from Psalm 119, and our next passage is from verses 81 to 88. I am worn out with waiting for your rescue but I have put my hope in your word. My eyes are straining to see your promises come true. When will you comfort me? I am shriveled like a wineskin in the smoke, but I have not forgotten to obey your decrees. How long must I wait? When will you punish those who persecute me? These arrogant people who hate your instructions have dug deep pits to trap me. All your commands are trustworthy. Protect me from those who hunt me down without cause. They almost finish me off, but I refuse to abandon your commandments. In your unfailing love, spare my life. and Then I can continue to obey your laws. The word of the Lord for all of us today, friends. The poet is having a rough time of it. It's a rough patch for the writer. And we all have those times in our lives, certainly, friends. Certainly we do. And his eyes and our eyes many times are straining to see the promises fulfilled. Lord, when will you fulfill your promises to us, to our nation, our world, my own life, my own heart? When will you, when will you uh, fulfill your promises? My eyes strain to see the day. And we become, he says, we become shriveled up. Yet we obey. Isn't that something that you can say of someone who's really, really, really aged long and well? Their skin becomes shriveled up. Their bodies become shriveled up. We become shriveled up in our waiting. In waiting for God to hear our prayers and to answer. Yet we continue to obey, it says. We don't stop obeying just because we don't see in the fullness of our time and what we want to see. We trust in the Lord's good timing and in his good plans for us. And it becomes clear that there are those who hate God's instructions. He, the, the author calls them arrogant. They don't listen to, they don't obey God's instructions. They're, they're arrogant people who often want to trap us and entrap us and get us caught. Those people who mean those things to us, They have a destiny, too, and God's punishment will be upon them and a part of their stories. But we find ourselves being attacked more and more uh, as people, as we become more people of the word. It becomes clear that there are those who hate God's instructions. And we call out to God for justice. Lord, save us. Lord, bring justice to the earth. Bring protection for me, for my family from those evil arrogant ones who hate god's instructions and there's a cry there of of desperation for justice protect us god from those who hunt us down who want us hurt and wounded in your love lord in your love spare my life spare me lord so i can continue to obey your laws so i can live a full life of of obedience to your call, to your word, to your heartbeat for me, Lord. Lord, would you, in your love, spare my life. Keep me, Lord, keep me safe in the grip of your grace. In your unfailing love, it says, spare my life, and then I can continue to obey your laws. Friends, this morning, if you're feeling maybe oppressed, that there's injustice done to you, and you're waiting for justice to happen, you might be shriveling up, you might be calling out to God, You might have those times when your eyes are straining to see the answers come to promises made to you hold on hang in there take the attitude of the psalmist the poet who who writes and calls god to see the injustice done in their world and in their lives i want to pray for us today that we might take heed to this word that god has for us today let's pray together Father, you know that there are many times in our life, whether we lose loved ones or whether it's just a bad patch or we lose a job or or there's conflict within our own family, Lord, that we call out to you. Have mercy. And we become worn out waiting for the rescue to come. But Lord, we do put our hope in your word. We put our hope and our trust in your words to save us, to keep us, to watch over us and to provide for us, Lord. And I pray for each of my friends listening this morning or this day, for those who are going through the valley of the shadow right now, that your strength would be their strength, would be our strength, that your promises would be clear to them, your desire to be faithful to them, love them, and hold them close, and to spare their lives in this season would be made real to them, that you would release such a a fresh sense of your presence and peace upon everyone this day who's worn out, who's tired, who's overcome by challenges and darkness and oppression. We ask, Lord, throughout the world, throughout the world, you know where there's darkness and oppression happening, Father. Would you, in all of these places, bring your kingdom, let the kingdom come, let your will be done, Father, in those places as it is in heaven. And don't let those evil ones those proud, arrogant ones who who disregard your words. Father, don't let them win the day. Don't let them win the victory. But Lord, bring justice, we pray, for all people on this earth. We pray these things now in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. I offer that to you this morning, friends, a little history lesson, a little bit of my journey here in this field the connection that you might enjoy in a sense with the land and with God who gave this land to this world, to this earth, and to human beings, his creation. The creator did that. May that God, may that creator be close to each of us this day. Be careful out there as you come and as you go. Remember this God, this creator, this Jesus Christ loves you completely. He's there for you and he's pulling for you. As am I, but he's got way more power than I do. Friends, Lord willing, we'll see you again next time for the next portion of Psalm 119. But for today and for now, go in peace and go with this God, this creator who loves you deeply. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.